We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Hello and welcome to a special mini-sode of Ye Old Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is CJ from Beyond the Rainbow. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we start the game. Well, hey there, Lindsay and ye old crime listeners. My name is CJ. I host the podcast. What is my pet? I'm Rainbow Crimes on all the socials, so I have to remember the name of my podcast. (laughs) Beyond the Rainbow True Crimes of the LGBTQ+. Plus. But um, I had to shorten the acronym because, oh, my God, the acronym is as long as my leg. Hello. <laughs> and they're, they're, we're always adding more letters. Yeah. So, you know, there was a point where I was saying, welcome to Beyond the Rainbow. True crimes of the LGBT A through Z. But, um, <laughs> so now I've just kind of, uh, I, I call it... Uh, Beyond the Rainbow, True Crimes of the LGBT, because it's a lot easier. Mm -hmm. My show is about, well, the LGBTQ plus community, and it's crimes committed by them as well as crimes committed against them. Mm -hmm. And to be perfectly honest, um, I prefer to cover uh, crimes that were committed against my mm-hmm. community, just because I have more feels about them than I do, like, a, a gay serial killer. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's just so many times where I can reach out to a parent of a victim mm-hmm. and or a family member or a friend. And those kind of cases just, oh, my God, they just mean the world to me. And I live them for weeks upon weeks. Oh, yeah, so, I bet. Yeah. I guess it would be hard for you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're great. You're great, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, that's something where I really appreciate that about your show because there are so many cases on your show that I've never heard of. And it's just because they're not covered in the mainstream media, the crimes against people in your community. And I think it's really great that you bring light to those cases because... Thank you. I appreciate that. Because there are people and they matter and people need to know about what happened to them. You know, like, it's important. So... Yeah, that's one of the things I really like about your show. And you're right. it's It makes more sense to cover cases about the victims, not just, like you said, the serial killer that just happened to be gay. You know, like, that doesn't really change the fact that he was a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Right. And I, I don't get any warm feelies for them. 
Yeah. So it's it's just it's hard to want to do my best for an episode like that, and I hate to say that because I do try to do my best on all mm-hmm. my episodes. Yeah. But I don't know. Warm fuzzies definitely helps. Yeah. Well, and it's it's hard to find that like common ground for someone that did something so awful. You know what True. I mean? Like regardless True. of of anything. Their sexuality, their gender, right? Yeah. Regardless of any of that, it's hard to be like I sympathize with you. Right. <laughs> right. Like, oh no, you're a dick. Wait, I don't care if you're straight, gay, trans, you're still a dick. Dude. Yeah, you're just an awful human being. End of story. Right. <laughs> so all right, I have a few questions to ask you before we start the game. Sure. So is there a specific case or story that kind of got you interested in starting your podcast? Oh, to be quite honest with you, I listened to a lot of true crime before I ever started my podcast. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, there would be a case about an LGBTQ plus victim or, for example... I would listen to Southern Fried True Crime a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, Erica Kelly, the host, she covered, oh gosh, now I'm going to forget it. There's a lounge in New Orleans. The Oh, I covered the other side lounge. That wasn't in New Orleans. Shoot, I'm sorry. I can't remember the name of it. That's okay. But it, it was just so fascinating to me. And every once in a while, one of the true crime shows that I would listen to would cover an LGBTQ plus story. And I started thinking, God, I love true crime. And I'm just, I'm so, it's not that I love hearing about sad things that happen to people. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm fascinated by it. And Mm -hmm. I would rarely ever hear about crimes of my community. Yep. So I thought, you know, I, as far as I know, I have not heard of any other podcast that is geared just for people in my community. Mm-hmm. So with that is I, I found one actually, but it was a British series. Okay. And they went defunct. So I decided to start Beyond the Rainbow mm-hmm. and thought, cool, I will be the only one right now of my <laughs> kind. And then all of them started a bunch of them started popping up. And that's okay because you know what? We have a lot of stories that need to be told, and yep. I think the more people that cover them, the better. Yep. Let's get the word out. Yep. You know, it's not all about, it's like most people have only heard about Matthew Shepard. Yep. Yes, I covered the Matthew Shepard story. I took a different angle because there was um, this author who is fucking gay, and he decided to write from the angle that Matthew was nothing but a drug addict. And that's why he was murdered and it's bullshit. And, um, I mean, this guy's pretty well known, uh, pretty well known journalist. I, I want to say Dateline even had him on, but as far as I'm concerned, he did not get his sources, right. They were not very reliable sources, and oftentimes he would cite it was an unknown source. And it's like, you know, dude, that's bullshit. And I'm taking your gay card away from you. You don't deserve it. Yeah. 
what happened to Matthew was horrible. And even the guys that murdered Matthew, they admit they didn't know Matthew before. And this guy and the, the author was trying to say that Matthew actually slept with one of the guys before and they were hustlers and drug addicts. It's like shame on you because if, if you're a journalist, you should know better. And you should definitely check your freaking sources. No kidding. God, that makes me so angry. Yeah, me too. All right. Second question. (laughs) Have you noticed like a common theme or certain things that come up again and again in sort of the cases that you cover on your show? I, yes. That's a very good question, Lindsay. Thank you. One thing I notice is that police are really, law enforcement are really quick to say something is not a hate crime. Mm. And often, if they don't think there's enough evidence, they will say, oh, yeah, that was suicide. (sighs) When they don't want to investigate. I I know I came across a couple that um, I've actually gotten very close with the families. One mm-hmm. was Ray Hanish, and the coroner quickly said, oh, he died of natural causes. And it was very obvious he did not die of natural causes. He was strangled to death. And then his killer even admitted, oh, yeah, something went wrong in a sex act, and, yeah, I accidentally did it. Well, this guy is a known killer yeah. for one. And he went out after he killed Ray, he went out and he had his friends there at the house and he continued partying with them. If you accidentally strangle someone, aren't you going to call the police? Yeah. But if it's intentional, of course you're not. Exactly. Exactly. So... That was one. And then one of my more recent ones, a trans boy named Alex Van Dalsen. <sighs> this is such a sad case to me. He was shot in his head and police said, oh, yeah, it was suicide. He was found 10 miles from his home in the, the freezing cold snow. The gun that allegedly he was shot with, don't even think it was the same gun, was under his body. And there was no bullet casings around anywhere. And the exit wound, they said, okay, so Alex is right-handed. The Mm -hmm. entrance wound would have been bigger than the exit wound. And that's not how gunshots happen. A gunshot wound, the exit wound is always bigger. Mm -hmm. And the entrance wound is always smaller. So Alex was really shot on the left side of his head and it went through and the exit one was on the right side. But to fit the sheriff's narrative that it was suicide, they said the coroner said that the, that he shot himself and (laughs) the size of the entrance wound was smaller than the exit, which is not correct. That can't be. Yeah. And he wouldn't have fallen on his gun either. Yeah. It would have bounced to the side of him. Well, not only that, but the casing wouldn't disappear. No, it wouldn't. They even used a metal detector, and they couldn't find it. But it was suicide. That is so frustrating. No, it wasn't. That is so frustrating. It is. 
So law enforcement, they, that's a common theme that goes through my cases. I feel a lot of them don't give a shit about LGBTQ people. That's why last year there were 53 trans people murdered in the United States, over 375 worldwide. And a good portion of them have not been looked at because police don't care. That's awful. It just reminds me of, you know, all the cases you would hear in, you know, the 80s and 90s of people in the the sex industry. And they're like, oh, well, they just they ran away or, you know, we don't need to investigate what happened to them because, you know, that's the kind Nobody of life. Cares. That, they're sex Nobody cares because they're right. sex workers and that's just their lifestyle. And they probably it's OD'd or they're people. Yeah. yeah. So sad. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. You deserve to have your death investigated. You're a person. You matter to people. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, indigenous people are finding, we're finding that out with them as well. Exactly. It's marginalized communities. Yeah. It's just sad. Okay. Last question. All right. What is one case you've covered that stands out to you or... One that you'd recommend our listeners check out first. I'd probably tell you the Alex Van Delsen one that I was just talking about. Okay. I I, I have a lot of them that are really kind of near and dear to me. That one, the Ray Hainish. I have a Penny Brummer who I think was wrongfully convicted. And she's been in prison for over half her life. She's in her 50s now. And with the state of Wisconsin, the jurors imprisoned her because she seemed like an angry lesbian and even the questionnaire before they they became jurors was do you, what what are your feelings towards um lesbians do you think they're angry and hostile you know it was just very biased and uh there there was an attorney that actually reached out to me and asked me to cover her case and Sadly, the attorney, she has since passed. She wrote a book on this, Who Killed Sarah? And it's, it's a really good read. And the attorney that passed away, she sent me all these police records and court documents proving Penny didn't do this. It was, it was actually a biker gang, a 1% really? biker gang member. Yeah. So that one's kind of near and dear to me, too. Lisa Lynn Stone in Texas. I think her girlfriend did her in and got away with it. Anyway, there's a, there's a lot that are near to dear to me. Alexandra Flanagan in Canada. Her killer was actually caught through a Mr. Big Sting, which is illegal here in the U.S. And that was just fascinating to me. Oh, yeah. I've heard about those. Yeah. The Mr. Big Stings. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's kind of nice being able to do the cases that not everybody has heard of. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Those are the ones I enjoy listening to. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's it's always interesting listening to your show because 90, I'd say like 95% of the cases that you cover, it's my first time hearing about them. Cool. Which is both awesome and very sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it is sad. it's a little bit of both. I hear you. 
Hey there, Rainbow Warriors. I'm CJ, host of Beyond the Rainbow, true crimes of the LGBT. My episodes focus on crimes committed by and against the LGBTQ community. I've covered cases you probably have heard of, such as Matthew Shepard, Brandon Tina, and the Orlando Pulse nightclub massacre, as well as some lesser-known cases like the murder of Ray Hainish, the Australian gay beat murders, and the suspicious disappearance of Lisa Lynn Stone. I cover cases brought to me by listeners like Penny Brummer, who I believe was wrongfully convicted, taboo cases such as lesbian corrective rape and murder in South Africa, and pray the gay away camps. I discuss gay serial killers, women who pretend to be men to hook up with other women, and trans murders. I'm opinionated and uncensored. I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but surely I'm someone shot at tequila. No matter what your gender or orientation in life might be, please join me as I tackle rainbow crimes in search of unicorn justice. Remember, it's not a crime to be gay. Unless you're a murderer. Are you ready to take the chances? I am ready. All right. Your first term is chameleon diet. (laughs) A chameleon diet? Yeah. Okay. That is food it is actually food that it changes (laughs) it's food that changes based on your surroundings so if you're standing out in the pasture with a bunch of cows your food is gonna look like steak and it's gonna be really (laughs) yummy am i right i wish that was true (laughs) a chameleon diet is a missed meal or a particularly small diet, like a particularly meager diet? Of steak. Of See? steak. That was right. Right. <laughs> Your second term is afternoonified. Afternoonified. That's right after I wake up from a nap. It's afternoonified. <laughs> And that's when I get, I'm the most productive afternoonified. You know what? I'm there with you. And you're, and you're super close. Afternoonified is smart. Ah. So well, being I most it was smart to have a nap. I know. Naps are great. <laughs> and I Do like I how. Win? <laughs> Do I get the luxury vacation, Lindsay? <laughs> Oh, I don't know what our grand prize should be. It should be something amazing. It should be. But I loved both of your answers. Oh, that was fun. Isn't it, though? It's just... Yes! God. All right. Well, I would like to thank CJ for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? Sure, I am Rainbow Crimes just about everywhere, and I'm Beyond the Rainbow Pod on Facebook. Okay. And I, I think my, my podcast is just about everywhere, too, is Beyond the Rainbow. 
Two yep. crimes of the LGBTQ. That's it. <laughs> I was I was going on with the acronyms. <laughs> and I forgot to mention it because we talked about it before we recorded, but you're also part of the Darkcast Network. I am not only part of it, I am half founder. There I'm one of the founders. One there's two of us. Myself and I know you've already had Paige on from Reverie True Crime. Yep. Yep. We are the founders of Darkcast Network. Yeah, so be sure to not only check out CJ's show, but all the other shows on the Darkcast Network. I'm working my way through the list of your guys' <laughs> shows because... There's 20 of us so far. Yeah, because those... And the great thing is a lot of them are shows that I hadn't heard of previously, so I'm very excited to check them out. Nice. So we'll include a link to the network as well and make sure you guys oh, check those you. out. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Lindsay. No problem. And on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.